0: and welcome to episode 21 of film music nerds i'm your host teresa newman and today we're going to be talking about the witch uh composed by mark corvin and if you're new to the show welcome this is our halloween series and this month we're doing a horror movie film score review every day uh every day that i can and um I would suggest that you listen to the episode first and then go watch the movie after. It gives you a better, more well-rounded experience, and you'll know what to listen for while you watch the movie. All right. So this is going to be a really fun one Uh, on a personal level. This is one of my absolute favorite horror movies of all time. And... uh, Keep an open mind, I think this is a movie that gets mixed reviews and it gets a little bit of a bad rep because it it has a different pace to it. So keep an open mind as we go through this review and as you watch the movie. And I truly believe that there are some films that become a better more classic piece of cinema because of the film score that is attached to it and this just happens to be one of those movies in my humble opinion so without further ado we're going to get right into it the witch was released in 2015 composed by mark corvin and directed by robert eggers i'm going to give you a brief summary of the plot in 1630 new england Panic and despair envelopes a farmer, his wife, and their children when youngest son, Samuel, suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. Um, I'll sidebar the the subtitle to this film is A New England Folktale. And supposedly it's based off of court documents and transcripts and diaries and all kinds of other things. So the score is driven by three distinct elements of composition and setting. Period instrumentation women's chorus and ritualistic percussion. These above all else color the entire sonic landscape of this film. Corvin says about his score that he and the director both wanted to keep things quite minimal and keep any human imperfections in the score. The score is tense and dissonant, but there's also a certain fragility there, which reflects these people living on the edge of existence. The claustrophobic feel was really something that Robert, the director, was shooting for. He wanted the film to just lay on top of people like a 90-minute Puritan nightmare. I think he said once that in order for it to be a horror, it had to be horrifying. Musically speaking, that resulted in a score that was far more dissonant than anything I'd ever done. It just never lets up. Speaking on his choice of instrumentation... By the way, period instrumentation means that you're dealing with instruments of the time period in which the the movie is set or um, just in general anything that's an instrument that's not typically used in a modern orchestra or a a modern ensemble would be considered a period instrument. Speaking on his choice of instrumentation, he says that Robert didn't want any traditional harmony or melody in the score but he wanted it to still fit within the family's world. So it came down to the instrument selection. The backbone of the score was actually a Swedish instrument called the nickelharpa. It's a medieval keyed violin. And when Rob first heard it, he said, that's it. That's the sound of the score. It was unique, but felt like it was of the time. So no, we weren't really slaves to the period at all, and our ears were only our only guide, which made it, I think, the only exception in the entire film since its attention to period detail is extremely detailed. The water phone, which is also another instrument... <laughs> was used a lot as well. And that's a 20th century experimental instrument. Aside from the actual period instrumentations, Corvin also highlighted traditional melodies and folk tune, such as in the track Isle of White and Standish. The use of an all-female chorus is for obvious symbolic choice as it is to mimic the witch's coven and forecast the final scene of the film. The use of female voices almost always in the presence of a witch or the assumption that she is near. <laughs> the percussion feels ritualistic or occult in nature because of its extremely utilitarian repetition and persistent pulsation on non-pitched instruments. Quite often percussion in horror scoring and film scoring in general are used to provide lines that are similar to sound effect or foley and in this case it paints a vivid backdrop for something really creepy and occultish on screen. There is also quite a bit of traditional studio orchestra being used but it's mostly not the overall vibe as... Corvin was stating earlier. This score is truly haunting and disturbing but most importantly authentic in its set and setting which makes it even more terrifying and real. This is one of the main reasons why I can safely say that The Witch is one of my favorite pieces of horror cinema and Mark Corvin delivers one of my all-time favorite horror film scores. I give this one a solid 9 out of 10. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Film Music Nerds. Come back tomorrow as we continue our one movie a day horror film score screening and analysis. Find Film Music Nerds on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted. Enjoy your scary movie viewing and catch you next time.